everyone. Welcome back to episode 24 of A Couple of Priests Podcast. I am your hostess with the mostest, Morgan, and I am joined once again by my least favorite co-host, Colin. Say hi, Colin. Hey, what's up, man? <laughs> so, we're coming off a little bit of a caffeine high, and we just watched Oppenheimer. So we? I watched half of Oppenheimer. I slept through the hour of... Slept through the middle. I slept through the middle where it's just a bunch of chatty men talking about science. I woke up right before the bomb exploded, then I finished it. Yep. She, you woke up just in time. You got to see the tits and yeah. the ass. <laughs> A slept. And then you woke up and went, oh, shit's blowing up. Oh, yeah. You got the parts that you needed. I, exactly. But all in all, Oppenheimer was a very good movie. <laughs> pretty good movie. It was a pretty good movie. But uh, we're here to talk about one thing and one thing only. <laughs> and it's not Oppenheimer. Yeah. Do you know what it is? It's the Winnebago. It is the Winnebago. <laughs> A.K.A. known as the, the Wendigo. Wendigo. Also known as Flesh Eater of the Forest. Are you ready to learn about the Flesh Eater of the Forest? <laughs> Teach me about the Flesh Eater of the Forest. The Wendigo. I had to really stop myself from saying Winnebago. Win- Winnebago. I know. I'm going to call him Winnebago. <laughs> the Wendigo was gone to the point of emaciation. Its skin pulled tauntly over its bones. With its bones pushing out against its skin, its complexion, the ash gray of death, and its eyes pushed back deep into their sockets. The Wendigo looked like a gaunt skeleton recently disinterred from the grave. What lips it had were tattered and bloody. Its body was unclean and suffering from separations of the flesh, giving off a strange and eerie odor of decay and decompensation of death and corruption. In Minnesota's north woods, the forests of the Great Lake region and the central regions of Canada are said to live a malevolent being called a Wendigo. This creature may appear as a monster with some human characteristics or as a spirit, who has possessed a human being and made them monstrous. It is historically associated with cannibalism, murder, insatiable greed, and cultural taboos against such behaviors. Known by several names, the Wendigo roughly translates to the evil spirit that devours mankind. So that sounds fun. Yeah, right. Yeah, if you eat people, you get turned into a wind. <laughs> almost said a Winnebago. <laughs> <laughs> get turned into a Wendigo. Turned into a Winnebago. Take nice long road trips. This creature has long been known among the Native American tribes. They have described them as giants many times larger than human beings, although descriptions can vary somewhat. Common to all these cultures is the view that the Wendigo is malevolent, cannibalistic, supernatural being strongly associated with winter, the north, coldness, famine, and starvation. One legend describes the creature as a giant with a heart of ice. Sometimes it is thought to be entirely made of ice. Its body is skeletal and deformed with missing lips and toes. Same. Just sounds like our neighbors (laughs) down the street. Right. While another describes it as... And that's on the Midwest. (laughs) That's on the Midwest. Imagine what's going on up north. Another, While another description is it was large... It was a large creature as tall as a tree with a lipless mouth and jagged teeth. Its breath was a strange hiss... Its footprints oh. full of blood, and it ate any man, woman, or child who ventured into its territory. And those were the lucky ones. Sometimes the Wendigo chose to possess a person instead, and then the luckless individual became a Wendigo himself, hunting down those he had once loved and feasting upon their flesh. It's terrifying. The big as a tree one. I don't like that. No. Just, we got a big old maple tree outside. Yeah, just, just a tree-sized Wendigo with no lips. We're going to have to stick our little Yorkies on them. Yeah. 
According to the legends, a Wendigo is created whenever a human resorts to cannibalism to survive. In the past, this occurred more often when Native Americans and settlers found themselves stranded in the bitter snows and ice of the North Woods. Sometimes stranded for days, survivors might have felt compelled to cannibalize the dead to survive. Other versions of the legend cite that a Wendigo might also possess humans who displayed extreme greed, gluttony, and excess. Thus, the myth served as a method of encouraging cooperation and moderation. Right, yeah, kind of (laughs) discourage that kind of behavior. Mm -hmm. Let's not eat people, huh? We should we shouldn't do that. We shouldn't we should not do that. Think before you act or you become a wendigo. Native American versions of the creature spoke of a gigantic spirit over fifteen feet tall that had once been human but had been transformed into a creature by magic. Though the descriptions of the creature vary slightly, the wendigo is generally said to have glowing eyes, long yellowed fangs, terrible claws, and overly long tongues. Ugh. I don't like that. Ugh. Sometimes they are described as having sallow, yellowish skin, and other times they are covered with mattered... Mattered. 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 And other times they are covered with matted hair. The creature is said to have several skills and powers, including stealth, is a near-perfect hunter, knows and uses every inch of its territory, and can control the weather through dark magic. They are also portrayed as simultaneously gluttonous and emaciated from starvation. Same. Dude, that's me on Wednesday. Yeah. I can control the weather with dark magic. And I sometimes often look starved and gaunt. (laughs) Starved and emaciated. Yeah. And I am a glutton. (laughs) (laughs) I'll crush a whole pecan pie. (laughs) (laughs) My mom makes a killer homemade chocolate pie, man. You stick that in front of me. It's game on. Game on, man. It's fucking game over. Game over. Wendigos are said to be cursed to wander the land, eternally seeking to fulfill their voracious appetite for human flesh, and if there is nothing left to eat, it starves to death. Fuck yeah. The legend lends its name to the disputed modern medical term, Wendigo psychosis. Some psychiatrists consider it a syndrome that creates an intense craving for human flesh and a fear of becoming a cannibal. God, I hate that. (laughs) I have never once had the intense craving of human flesh. That's a shame, though. Can you not that you've never had that? But can you imagine? <laughs> that's a shame you've never felt that because it's great, actually. No, but can you imagine having to like go to your doctor and be like, "I don't know how to tell you this, doc, but I want to eat people, and I'm so afraid of becoming a cannibal." But when I walk past people on the street, I really just want to lean can't over stop and stop thinking about it. Yeah, it almost. I almost wonder if it's a version of. Um, there's a, a type of obsessive compulsive disorder called harm compulsion yes where you just i can't stop thinking about stabbing my wife you know or whatever and they you know that person probably would never act on it but it's upsetting right to have that thought constantly there and feel like that call of the void yeah where the more it's like don't think of an elephant yeah i can only think of an elephant now you said that and it's intrusive thoughts and it's that well i shouldn't think about killing my wife but now because i'm having that thought i I naturally go to kill my wife yeah you know Ironically, the psychosis occurs in people living around the Great Lakes of Canada and the United States. <laughs> Wendigo psychosis usually develops in the winter in individuals isolated by heavy snow for long periods. The initial symptoms are poor appetite, nausea, and vomiting. The individual develops a delusion of being transformed into a Wendigo monster. I, you know, that's an odd <laughs> jump. <laughs> 
but it is what it is. People who have Wendigo psychosis increasingly see others around them as being edible. At the same time, they are an exaggerated. They have hold on. <laughs> At the same time, they have an exaggerated fear of becoming cannibals. So, like you said, yeah, that bitch looked delicious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, looking like a snack, and I don't mean hot. So that means, without giving away where we live, obviously we said we live in the Midwest. Yeah, right. But the northern states, you know, you get up towards Canada and Canada itself, but like Minnesota and you know the South Dakota, North Dakota. Yeah. All of them get so much snow, Montana. Right. Well, and even, I mean, you said around the Great Lakes, so you figure, yeah. you know, you got what, Michigan, Ohio, was it Wisconsin that borders, or is it Minnesota that borders Lake Michigan on the other side? I don't know. Either way. There are clusters of, this, of the country where there are states without names on them that I go, <laughs> it's one of these. I don't know. Where you just got, those are the dark places. <laughs> those are the dark places we don't talk about. <laughs> we don't about. go there. But I can point out Hawaii and Alaska. <laughs> I can find the coasts, but only generally the southern coasts. Yeah. The yeah. west coast, there's a few states I can point out. No, there's not. There's one. There's one. California. Then, yeah. <laughs> you point at Oregon and Washington and go, one of those is Oregon, one of those is Washington. <laughs> and then I could do New York, but then that whole cluster that's like Maine and Rhode Island and all of you them. You can name Maine. Yeah, I can name Maine because it's up there at the top. That's where people think New York is sometimes. Yeah. But I'm like, that whole cluster of, like, Rhode Island, New Jersey, all of them, I'm like, dude, I don't know. I sat through U.S. history. I sucked at map tests. I don't know. I'm not a navigator. But let's get back to the Winnebago, shall we? Yes, the Winnebago. The most common response when a person showed signs of Wendigo psychosis was a curing attempt by traditional Native healings. In past cases, if these attempts failed and the possessed person began to threaten those around them or act to or act violently or antisocially, they were executed. Jesus. There have been reports regarding the psychosis dating back hundreds of years. Hmm. And I found a document from 1661 from a Jesuit relations, mm-hmm. and it states um, what – so this is what they give wrote. Us, give us the Dan Carlin. Yeah. They state – quote <laughs> they state and i quote what causes greater concern was the intelligence that met us upon entering the lake namely that the men deputed by our conductor to summon the nations to the north sea and assigning them a rendezvous where they were to await our coming had met their death the previous winter in a very strange manner those poor men according to the report given to us were seized with an ailment unknown to us but not very unusual among the people we were seeking They are afflicted with neither lunacy, hypochondria, nor frenzy, but have a combination of all these species of disease. What affects their imaginations and causes them more than canine hunger. This makes them so ravenous for human flesh that they pounce upon women, children, and even upon men, like veritable werewolves, and devour them voraciously without being able to appease or glut their appetite. Jesus. Ever seeking fresh prey, and the more greedily, the more they eat. This ailment attacked our deputies, and as death is the sole remedy among these simple people for checking such acts of murder, they were slain in order to stay the course of their madness. End quote. End quote. End quote. End quote. Fuck yeah, and this was a Jesuit priest from... Yeah. Like uh, 1661. Yeah. And so another document, documented case occurred in... 1878, when a Plains Creed trapper from Alberta named Swift Runner 
I like that name. Yeah. Swift Runner suffered one of the worst cases. Swift Runner was a trader with the Hudson Bay Company who was married and the father of six children. In 1875, he served as a guide for the Northwest Mounted Police. During the winter of 1878-1879, Swift Runner and his family were starving along with numerous other Cree families. His eldest son was the first to die of starvation, and at some point, Swift Runner succumbed to the Wendigo psychosis. And ate his son's flesh. Though emergency food supplies were available at Hudson's Bay Company Post some 25 miles away, he did not attempt to travel there. Instead, he killed the remaining members of his family oh and God. consumed them. He eventually confessed and was executed by authorities at Fort Saskatchewan. Fuck. Yeah, because you said he was up near Alberta. Yeah. So. Mm. Fucking killed and ate his family. Yeah. So that's fun. Yeah. Well, that's real fun. A Wendigo allegedly made several appearances near Rasu in northern Minnesota from the late 1800s through the 1920s. Each time it was reported an unexpected death followed, and finally, it was seen no more. Another well-known case involving Wendigo psychosis was that of Jack Fiddler, an O.G. Cree chief and medicine man known for his powers at defeating Wendigos. Fiddler claimed to have defeated 14 Wendigos during his lifetime. Some of these creatures were said to have been sent by enemy shamans, and others were members of his band who had been taken with the insatiable and curable desire to eat human flesh. In the latter case, family members usually asked Fiddler to kill a very sick loved one before they turned into a Wendigo. Fiddler's brother, Peter Flett, was killed after turning, turning Wendigo when the food ran out on a trading expedition. Hudson's Bay Company traders, the Cree, and missionaries knew the Wendigo legend, though they often explained it as mental illness or superstition. Mm-hmm. Regardless, several incidents of people turning into a Wendigo and eating human flesh are documented in the company's, company's records. In 1907, the Canadian authorities arrested Fiddler and his brother Joseph for murder. Jack committed suicide, and Joseph was tried and sentenced to life in prison. He ultimately was granted a pardon, but died three days later in jail for receiving the news of his pardon. Among the many Native American tribes, a ceremonial dance is sometimes performed during famine to reinforce the seriousness of the Wendigo taboo. The frequency of Wendigo psychosis cases decreased sharply in the 20th century, as the Native Americans came into greater and greater contact with Western ideologies. Hmm. However, Wendigo creature sightings are still reported, especially in northern Ontario, near the Cave of the Wendigo and around Kenora, where traders have allegedly spotted it and have been able to track it, supposedly. Many still believe the Wendigo roams the woods and the prairies of northern Minnesota and Canada. Many have given Kenora, Kenora, Ontario, Canada, the title of Wendigo Capital of the World... (laughs) what you want yeah that's what you're after sightings of the creature in this area have continued well into the new millennium so supposedly they're still out there they're still seeing it today taking the angle of wendigo psychosis is interesting to me because it does make me wonder like so it's obviously it's a type of psychosis and it makes me wonder i mean things like um schizophrenia and other types of uh, psychosis like that are cultural where like in the U.S., we report that schizophrenic uh, auditory hallucinations tend to be more um, negative and angry and hateful and hurtful. Yeah. Whereas in some, you know, air quote, more polite civil, you know, societies, they're not that way. And so there is a cultural distinction yeah. where your culture affects the way you think. And then because the thing starts in your brain, yeah. however your brain is shaped to think, 
affects what what happens to you. So I do think it's interesting that you marked that as they came into more and more contact with European ideologies, you saw less and less Wendigo, Wendigo psychosis, which makes me wonder, like, what was it about their culture that made them think that that's a thing that would happen? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That then when they do start suffering from a type of psychosis, it, it, it forms in that way of, oh, damn it, I got to eat people. I can eat some flesh. And I'm going to become a Wendigo, and I'm so scared of it. Yeah. And then it's that self, you know, fulfilling prophecy, and it's that, you know, reinforcing thing of like, did you hear that? You know, what was his name? Uh, Sprinter or oh, Swift Runner? Swift Runner. Yeah, did you hear that Swift Runner fucking ate his whole family, Just and they're like, oh my god, he turned into a Wendigo. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and so now I'm thinking about he he turned into a Wendigo, and that just becomes a cultural thing of Wendigos happen. And now that I'm starting to feel a certain way, I start fixating on. Becoming a Wendigo, becoming a Wendigo, becoming a Wendigo, and then I yeah. start to become a Wendigo through behavior. But with that being said, how many people are getting lost in the northern woods up in Canada, Minnesota, all of them? Yeah. That this is a thing. Like, there's so many. Right. There's so many spotted. There's just this massive fear up there. So I think it's just another, um, yeah, it's a cryptid. Yeah, and it's another Sasquatch or anything like that where you've got a whole areas where I got it. Looks like all the Sasquatch in the world just live right there. You know what I mean? We've got a case of the the albino, the albino Sasquatch, and the he appears to be molting. Al- yeah, the hairless albino Sasquatch. Just me, Sasquatch. nude, walking through the snow. Uh, uh. Oh my God, he's a little short, but and a little heavy. He seems to be later in life. He's not like not at his peak. When we had that conversation, I like that we said. You couldn't be uh, a Yeti. Yeah, I couldn't be a Yeti because I'm not in the Himalayas. <laughs> We're not in the Himalayas. So you're just the... Just the rare albino you know, Sasquatch. That's molting. Molting. He's very hairless. Uh, and he is quite large. He is rotund. <laughs> a little on the shorter <laughs> he's side. quite small. Maybe he's... Uh, all of his defects is why he's <laughs> off in this area by himself. It's like an albino squirrel. I was cast out by the others. <laughs> by the other Sasquatch. Yeah. Um... No, I mean it, it does. It interests me a lot. The, uh, the the psychosis angle really is interesting to me. Yeah. Of like, goddamn, like, oh, what? Why was that such a common thing? Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I know that at one point the theory um, was that the you know in some tribes and things like that, it wasn't uncommon to eat your enemy uh, as like a um, long pig. <laughs> no, as like a. Almost like a, a, a the ultimate victory. Yeah, is like you know I I consumed my enemy's flesh. You know I've completely dominated them. And eating the brain Ugh. was often how you got mad cow disease. Yeah, and mad cow disease can look a lot like, oh man, he's gone mad. You know, and yeah. so, you know, I know that there's things like that that have happened in different um, cultures through the world. But for it to be specifically regional that this Wendigo yeah. is like, my God, I'm going to become a Wendigo. It's very interesting to me that it. It just was very widespread and then kind of just went away. Yeah. So the very first time I ever encountered a Wendigo, like, not encountered a <laughs> Wendigo. I didn't <laughs> walk outside and meet no. one. Pages. Yeah. Oh, fuck. There it is. There's a Wendigo right There's there. There's a Wendigo. I'm done. Daddy, get the gun. <laughs> There's a damn Wendigo in the tree. Dad. No. Um. There's a, a game. Until that, Dawn. That we've played Until Dawn. And... Like, the, the bad guy in the game is Wendigo. Straight up as a Wendigo, yeah. And you don't find out. Um, this game's been out for 
Several years. Several years now. But you find out about halfway through the game that there was a set of twin sisters that fell down a cliff, and one of them died, and the other one didn't. Yeah, and ate her and, sister's And flesh. had to eat her sister. To survive. And then didn't survive. She turned into a wendigo. wendigo. But there's tons of them there, so it's like there yeah, well, was... Well, because remember, there was the mine collapse. Oh, the mine collapse, yeah. And some of the miners had some to of eat them, each other. Yeah, and they had been in that... Insane Asylum. Insane Asylum after they were found. And yeah, I'd forgotten about them turning into Wendigos. That's why there's multiples because uh, some yeah. of them turn into Wendigo. Yeah, but you've, I believe you find out about the sister first about yeah. when you figure out like there's a fucking creature out here that's killing all of us. Yeah. Because it's a... Um, kind of a choose your own adventure. Yeah, choose your own game where you have multiple... Like you're running you have options. You have options. Like if you're running down this hill and you yeah, can go hear left it, or right. you can go left or right or continue straight. Yeah. Or you can hide instead of run. You can fight, you know. And the thing with this game is, is none of them could survive any of the players or, or all of them, them or, or some, some of them. them. Yeah. If somebody died, it wasn't a game over screen. It was, that's what's happened in the story. Yeah, That person's just dead. It basically plays out like a horror movie. So sometimes yeah. people die. Sometimes they don't. And we played it multiple times and we cheated. So we, cause we wanted all of them to live to see how, it turned yeah, out. Let's see what that looked like. So, thankfully, we're able to find like the cheat way through to figure out all the options to get through. And it, I enjoyed that game, but that's when I first yeah. saw Wendigo. Yeah, I really enjoyed that game. That company's made a couple. They've made like a bunch of short games. It was an anthology, yeah. uh, the Dark Pictures anthology. And then they did one that was kind of like Friday the Thirteenth. At that. Yeah. Uh, what the hell was that called? Where they're at the at the, the, at the camp. camp. Yeah. Damn, I can't think of what that was called, but yeah, it didn't do very well com- in comparison to Until Dawn. Well, to be fair, Until Dawn is just a fantastic game. I'd, I'd like to play that one where they're at the camp. The camp. Yeah, I'm trying to think what that's called. But uh, what do you think of Wendigos? You ever seen any? <laughs> I'm looking right at one. No, I'm, look- I'm looking at the rare hairless Sasquatch. <laughs> Super massive camp. I was trying to think of what the-, the quarry. The quarry, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, we should play that one sometime. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's all I've got on the Wendigos. Hopefully, I didn't bore you too much. No, no. I'm still trying to figure out how to read. <laughs> <laughs> We're always growing, you know. <laughs> sometimes I do really good, and other times I sound like a toddler that's trying <laughs> to sound out a word for the first time. Like, no, no, just use your finger, baby. Don't worry to just follow the. Yeah. Sound it out. Use yeah. your phonics. <laughs> Get Reader Rabbit on the case for you. <laughs> But uh, that was my whole thing on Wendigos, and I'm thinking next week we talk about creepy places. Creepy places. Yeah, I've got two of them. I'm, I'm thinking about at least two creepy places. At least two creepy places. So. I can think of at least two creepy places. Where? I don't know. I didn't have anything. Oh. <laughs> Just the way you said it, I was waiting <laughs> on. Yeah, I was like a. <laughs> My mom is so fat. How fat is she? Yeah. Like, oh, I don't know. I was just saying. I, don't, I was just saying it. But the way you say it, I was like. Where? Where? I don't know. I couldn't think of anything. I couldn't think of anything. You put me on the spot. I wouldn't <laughs> expect you to. We actually went, in, not this past summer, but the summer before, we went and toured a supposedly haunted cemetery, and that was pretty creepy. Oh, yeah. I was like, did we? Yeah. Yeah, because the tour started that at was like. last year. That's why I said it wasn't this past summer. It was last summer. I'm pretty sure it was this past summer. It was not this past summer. We went and did it last summer. I <laughs> like how hard you were shaking your head that your voice <laughs> went away as you were shaking your head. We did no, not. We no, we didn't. No, we didn't. We did it last summer. 
Yes, we did. Yes. All right. Anyway, it was very creepy. The tour started at like 9 or 10 o'clock. And there's a, it's one of the oldest cemeteries in our state. And there's a bridge in the middle of the cemetery that they're talking about where this woman had killed herself. And they said, if you listen hard enough, you can hear her scream. And about that time, my loving husband reached around and like, he either pinched me or he slapped like my back. And either way, I'm fairly certain that the surrounding community. Yeah, you gave everybody else in the group a heart attack because you screamed. Heard me yeah. scream. Yeah, because, you know. You can hear a woman scream, and I grab you, and you scream, and everybody's like, "Ah!" And I'm like, "I'm so sorry." I'm like, "God damn it, Colin!" Everybody was already all tense, yeah, and I walked edge, around the cemetery, the cemetery in at the dark, midnight, yeah. and it didn't help that it had been thunderstorming, so it was kind of drizzling, and yeah, and it's like that cold, damp. Yeah, and he's talking dank, about, talking about how these people have died, and how you can see their ghosts here, and this has happened, and this has happened. Yeah. And about that time, my husband grabbed me by the arm, <laughs> and anybody who knows me as a person knows what kind of scream I let out, and it usually includes a very deep It's man quite a mannish scream. scream, yeah. And I jump up and down, and I do jazz There's hands. There's a lot of jazz hands, yeah, a lot of movement. So uh, that gives you an insight into who I am as a person. So if something horrible happens, don't look to me for guidance, because my fight or flight <laughs> is just flight. Yeah, it's just straight up, i got to get out of here. i got long legs, I'm going to outrun it. But that, that's all I've got for this week, now that you know a little bit about <laughs> your favorite hostess. Now, now there's a little bit of insight for you. A little bit of insight in my life. But tune in next week. We've got a couple of creepy places. I would love for you to give me a rating on Spotify, iTunes, yeah. wherever you listen to my lovely, lovely voice. <laughs> Otherwise, you can send me an email at a couple of creeps at gmail.com. That's the letter A, couple of creeps at gmail.com. And as always, stay creepy, my friends.